1: Big Show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Let's get out to the T-Mobile special guest line. T-Mobile and Sprint are coming together to build the best wireless company around. Visit T-Mobile.com for online services and local store availability. Joining the show now, former BYU great, current defensive coordinator at Snow College, and former host right here on The Zone Sports Network, our good friend Jan Jorgensen. Jan, how's it going? I'm doing well, fellas. How are you? We're doing great. How's the family? How's everything in your life? Everything good?
0: Things are great. Family's doing well, and you know how it is being a dad. Family's good. You're good, so I'm
2: happy. So, Jan, uh, how badly do you miss radio?
0: <laughs> you know, I just miss seeing Jake Scott's face and hearing the, the hearing Gordon Monson's voice that's that's
2: what i hear that's what <laughs> i miss i mean yeah, you, you can still you can still uh at least the second one you can still hear us uh, you know but i i, I meant you know actually coming into the studio and and doing the heavy lifting that we do here
0: you guys uh, people don't give you enough credit uh, radio is a lot harder than it sounds um, so these guys do work hard and i do miss it but um i think Coaching football was more of my calling rather than talking about it.
1: Well, I do I've always admired you, Jan. you're the only one I know who's who's gone to a remote and come home with a sick motorcycle.
2: <laughs> that is <laughs> what true. happened? What happened? I, I
0: went to a remote and um, I'm not gonna say where it was. Um, well, I'll say where it was, but not which company, but it was up in Ogden. And the general manager came up to me and said that this is my last day on the job and um, I'm getting let go. And I said, how much will you sell that motorcycle to me for? And he <laughs> gave me a killer deal. And so <laughs> I found myself driving home a motorcycle. <laughs>
1: and if I'm not wrong, you weren't the most experienced motorcycle rider in the world and had to get back from Ogden. You know, I remember uh, remembering that part, Right.
0: The only motorcycle – I do not recommend this, by the way. (laughs) I do not recommend this. But the only motorcycle driving experience I had before I got on the freeway uh, to drive from Ogden to Salt Lake was just driving around the streets for about 10 minutes.
2: So uh, I guess I have a question about that, Jan. Is that legal? No. No. <laughs> I think there's statute
0: of limitations, though, Gordon. <laughs> We're good. Uh, okay, Don't worry, Jim. <laughs> you, exactly, you, you guys forget that I came, I did the show one day, and the night before I was in a holding tank or whatever you call that in, in uh, the Utah County Jail, too. We talked about that on air while I was doing radio. We did. I think
1: we even put out your mugshot.
0: Yeah, you did. I think that. I think that might have. Happened.
1: By the way, it, what was it? Was like speeding tickets or something? We it just, was an
0: unpaid speeding ticket. Yes.
1: Yeah. Just so people don't uh, don't get the wrong idea. <laughs> uh, hey, well, well, let's start here, Jan. Let's talk a little football. Tell us what what life is like in your world, in in the football world, and and specifically, you know, how are the kids and and the young people dealing with this crazy world right now?
0: Yeah, it's not easy. Um, I think you're you're finding and I'm I'm speaking from a, a place where we down at Snow College our season got pushed to spring. Um and for coaches and players it's really hard. Um, I mean we get into this game to to play games, right? We get into this to either coach in the games and prepare for them as coaches and players do all of that work that they do during the off season to actually play in football games. And when you don't have a season going right on right now, when you pre- feel like you've just been preparing and preparing and preparing and preparing forever, it becomes really difficult. And you, sometimes you start to question why I'm doing this and, and what. And you have to remind yourself of the competition and everything
2: that you love during the season and that it will hopefully come back soon. So, what's going on? How are you? How is that? Uh, what are the mechanics of, of accomplishing that? Well, for us, uh, accomplishing what, Gordon? Um, I mean, are you like practicing? How, are you practicing yeah. the way you normally do? What?
0: Uh, yeah, I, I just wanted to make sure I was understanding you right. But yes, we are. We're pre- we're basically treating the falls this fall semester the same way we treat a winter spring semester. So, we're in workouts right now. Um, here in a couple of weeks, we're going to do a quote unquote fall ball, which will mimic you know a spring ball and then um, do, we'll get done but hopefully before the weather turns here and then do some more workouts until you know school starts school gets done and then you know go in Christmas break and then come back and get ready for the season
1: Jan what do you think about the lack of uniformity across all of college football for how to deal with this thing is is that is that a good thing in the programs that can go should and the programs that can't don't or should there be have been maybe more of a uniform policy
0: you know, I think it's a reflection of our country right now, honestly. Um, I I think that there should be uniform and there should be leadership that's strong enough to um, make good decisions and the right decisions without fear of, um, of I mean, I, I guess social discourse one way or the other, um, social repercussions, is, I think is what I'm trying to say. On, on Either way, depending on how you look at it, I just wish that there was – Strong enough leadership in college football where someone could make a decision and everybody can go with it. Because I don't think a lot of people. Um, understand the mess that is being created in terms of eligibility, in terms of scholarships being available for new freshmen coming in if this season truly doesn't count for guys who are playing, scholarships being available for our junior college guys who are looking to transfer. Like, No matter how you look at how this is handled, because there is no uniformity, there's going to be people who are going to get the raw end of the stick, and it's kind of
2: sad. So, Jan, how do you think you would have handled it as a player uh, working uh, and and honing your skill but not being able to play games the way you normally do? Uh, is there a a mental drag with uh, some of the guys?
0: Yeah, totally.
2: Um,
0: it, it, there totally is because you, you the offseason as a football player and probably in a lot of their sports, I'm just speaking for the one that I know, but it is hard. We, in the, as football players, and um, and again, I'm pro- I'm probably going to offend some people here. We spend more time working out in the weight room, out on the football field, and watching film and meetings and all of that stuff than any of the any of the other sports. And then not only that, we get less games than any the other sports. And so when you're constantly putting in that work that's really difficult work and putting in all that time, it just it becomes a little bit of a drag for some people and it can get a little depressing when you don't get that reward. So it's, it's definitely hard. I think if I were a player, though, I'd just have to continue to remind myself of of what I love and what I'm doing and what will come and what the work will pay off will, will ultimately pay off for.
1: Jan Jorgensen is with us, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Jan, uh, and you talked about a little of this stuff already, but... Uh, who, who, Lay out the ramifications if, uh, you know, eligibility is kind of being handled by the NCAA where they're giving everybody a year pass. But that's going to have ramifications in recruiting down the line, isn't it? Uh, maybe not the this incoming freshman class, but maybe the next one. I mean, it's got to have an impact mm-hmm. somewhere down the line, right?
0: Unless they make some different determinations. It's going to have an impact no matter what. It, and it will be, have an impact on this freshman class coming in um the what is the twenty twenty one class that's gonna graduate, it will have a huge impact on them. Because basically you look at different schools and unless a kid is leaving because they have the opportunity to go to the SL, there's not a real reason for these kids not to take another year of eligibility. So you're gonna have teams where maybe a whole se not a senior leads or you'll have a couple seniors leave. And if those guys don't leave, there's no scholarships for guys coming in. Right. And so it creates a massive mess with the kids who are graduating right now. Now I know there's talk of a maybe more scholarships for this year, but that also has ramifications going forward. If they, a lot more scholarships, there's eventually going to have to get back to what, where they are and, it's gonna
2: people are gonna again, they're gonna get the short end of the stick because there's not gonna be enough numbers for scholarships for the kids coming in. So the high school kids are the ones that are really gonna take the brunt of it. Yeah, they could. They they, they most likely will.
1: Jan, I wanna ask you a completely uh, question A uh, question out of the blue about Bronco Mendenhall because you played for him. Uh, did you you GA'd for him briefly too, didn't you? Am I remembering that right? Do I have my time right? Yep, you're correct. Um, And he's gone to UVA. I wasn't sure how that was going to go. You know me, I'm a Virginia Tech fan and an ACC fan. I knew Bronco was a good coach, but his complete lack of familiarity with the area and taking his whole staff along, I kind of was thinking maybe uh, I wasn't sure if it was going to work. And by UVA standards, he's been great. Are you surprised Mm -hmm. at how well he's done, and why do you think he's been so successful there?
0: You know, I'm really not. Um, coach Minnholz an incredible coach. Um, he's really, he's really, really good. Um, I think he got taken for granted by um, BYU fans and people in the state on how good of a coach he is. He, he's really good, and I think Coach Minnholz works well with a certain type of personality and player, and he's able to really recruit that at Virginia. One of the reasons that he was really good at at BYU and we were so successful with him is he's recruiting a different type of kid, you know, usually at BYU. Um, There's different requirements that go to BYU, and a lot of we are kind of your, you know, carry your lunch pail and hardworking and earn everything that you get type of guys, and Coach Mendenhall killed and demanded that out of us, and so um, and did not, he holds you to a very high standard, and so he didn't let up and, you know, we we got there. And at Virginia, he's able to, to recruit a similar, similar type of guy. It's a high academic school, a very prestigious school. I don't think people around here um, realize that. And they have to recruit high academic kids, kids that are in a, in a way similar to the BYU kid. And he's able to mold them and demand the work and the preparation. And they reach up and they're doing doing well. And it doesn't surprise me at all.
2: So, Jan, you uh... – you had a terrific career at BYU. Uh, we talked about you and your being a sax leader and all that sort of thing. Uh, some adjustments that were made in the defense kind of cheated you a little bit out of maybe a, a clear shot into the NFL, but you wanted to play in the NFL. The fact that that didn't work out the way you had planned it to or wanted or dreamed it to happen, how – How has this experience been shifting into the things that you've done since? And what advice would you have to so many college football players out there, every one of whom thinks he's headed to the league? Mm
0: -hmm. I would just – I wouldn't tell them all, like, is it smart to have a plan B? Yes. And we're talking about reality. Reality, The reality of the situation is a lot of them aren't going to have a plan B. I kind of had a plan B, but I did not – yeah, it just – It was very different for me. Um, So I'm not going to tell football players that. What I would tell them is it's not going to end when you want it to end. And when it does, it's going to be difficult. It's going to be very hard. Um, And it's going to be hard to to try to replace that void in your life that has been there your entire life. And you may never replace it with your with your work, but the same things that made you successful as a football player will make you successful in your professional world. So whatever you decide to do, take those same principles that made you an elite athlete and an elite football player, and use those same principles of hard work, dedication, loyalty, um, the team aspect, and apply those to whatever you're doing, and you'll end up being successful and things will get easier and
1: things will get better. I just kind of want to tell Jan Jorgensen radio stories now. I'm I'm having all these like flood back to me. You remember when uh, Coach Witt thought you were spying on him when we sent you to cover a practice?
0: Yeah, unfortunately I do.
1: That that wasn't your fault. That wasn't your fault at all. We said, Jan, go up and get us some sound from you'd practice, will you? And he got 86th. Yeah, Yeah,
0: I guess that's what happens when you – Beat him three out of four times as a player <laughs> oh, ho, ho, ho.
2: <laughs> Jen uh, who was the best player you either played with or against oh shoot very good
0: questions um, best player I played with I had a lot of really good ones that I played with um, Dennis Pitta might be up there Austin Collie, uh, Max hall those were, they were, those were all really, really good football players. Harvey, I mean, you name it. But I, I would say Dennis or Austin. Austin, there was something about Austin that um, that you can't really – he had it. You know, everybody talks about it. Austin had it. And he was very, very good. Um, um, the best player I ever played against – Um, personally, one-on-one Trent Williams. I don't know if you remember him. He was, he, he, I had my way with a lot of NFL offensive linemen and he made me feel like a child.
2: (laughs) Remember what, where, where, where's where'd he in? I mean, he was with Washington. What happened to him? I don't know. I know he was
0: leaving Washington unhappy and stuff this off season, but I, I'm not really sure where he is at right now.
1: Didn't, uh, didn't an Oklahoma TV station call you a beer league softball player yeah, before you guys played did. against Oklahoma?
0: They did, and ultimately what I said was right. They, they yeah. had a clip of me saying that if we're going to win this football game, we need to turn it into a dogfight, and we need to make it ugly. And um, that's what we did, and yep. we won. So exactly I guess we happened. got the last laugh? <laughs> yeah.
2: Who uh, who who were some of the NFL guys that you uh, had your way with? I don't really want to talk about that. Like <laughs> I don't want to name names.
1: There was a there was a, an offensive tackle that played at Utah that had a tough time blocking you, if memory serves.
0: There may have been. That's your memory, not mine. Okay. Day.
1: All right. Fair. Fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> well, Jan, thank you for coming on with us today, giving us a little insight into what's going on out there. And, and frankly, it's just great to hear from you, my man. I hope all is well.
2: Yeah, no problem. It's always good to talk to you guys. Thanks, Jan. Glad, Jan. Take care of yourself, man. Mm-hmm. Thank you.
1: The great Jan Jorgensen with us here on the big show on 97.5 and, and 1280 The Zone. Uh, few, few. Better people on this planet than that guy right there. That yeah, was he's fun. a
2: good one, definitely.
1: Uh, he had a lot of funny radio stories too. For he was he was with us what for a couple of years, Gordon.
2: Seems like uh, it. I think yeah. it was
1: at least two. It might have been uh, closer to three, but uh, yeah, we just some, have, we some adventu- adventures. That's for sure.
2: Yeah, we should have asked him who he hated working with at the station the most. So. Oh,
1: I know the answer to that. <laughs> <coughs> Lloyd, obviously.
2: (laughs) Of course.
1: Uh, All right, stay tuned. We'll get into more basketball coming up. Don't forget, they're not sports port at 450. David Locke joins us at 5. Stay tuned. It's the big show. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280, The Zone.